0: I'm a
1: girl with the four the gators. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Just, as, I was just checking to see if you were listening. <laughs> From Desire, Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you.
0: Momentum, excitement, energy. You know, I mean, they say all this stuff, and you know what they mean, but, you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out
1: there. You got barbecue back there? I was just worried about you know listening to you know all, all your guys' rap poison
0: Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio
1: and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judge. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, you are joining me from the same time zone. You are no same longer-
0: state, in fact. <laughs> oh,
1: it is so good. It's just crazy. The weather got better as soon as you landed. It was like a weird coincidence. Even though we're so, like different parts of the state, it was just so, like- incredible. Well, it's
0: funny Oh, the storm that was about you guys is now up here in Jacksonville. Oh, that
1: might have been it. You just like <laughs> pulled it over. Pulled
0: it. Uh, it's so it's so funny. My sister's like, I hate this weather because she's like living in Atlanta right now. I'm sitting here being like, Y'all, I love this. Like I don't <laughs> get
1: clouds in LA. Like <laughs> rain? Water? What is this? That's that's Tyler's reaction as he comes home. That and the fact that a lizard crawled up your leg a half hour after you landed. So
0: true story. Like Very genuinely true story. true story. We're in the car. Uh, and apparently earlier that day, a lizard had crawled into the car and my mom fully was just like, told my dad, it's like, you have to drive this now. I'm not driving this car. <laughs> like, um, and then they picked me up later that day. And the bug, it, I thought it was a bug, tried to call up my one leg. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. And I smacked it down. And then I felt it going up my other leg and right as that was happening, they're just like, yeah, a lizard got in the car earlier today. And I was like, well, i had found him. <laughs> but it's like, good to know that happened to me. Cause if it happened to my mom who was driving, Yeah, we would have died. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) The the lizard was surprise shot. That's that's what happened there. Uh, Listen, we're talking about Tyler being back in his home states because we are doing our very best to avoid having to talk about Florida losing to Vanderbilt 31 to 24. We will get to that in a second, Tyler. Uh, But after that, we will talk about the updated playoff rankings uh, with lots of upsets this week, by the way. Um, Some updates to Silly Season. We've had a coach that's been hired. We've had rumors about another coach. Um, We will recap five wide from last week. Um, Let's just say it is a a tie game going into the fourth quarter, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We we will talk about that in a bit. Uh, We will then talk about the Black Friday edition of uh, Florida, Florida State, which I just realized, Tyler, I am so not used to having this game on Black Friday that – Typically in the rundown, if a game isn't on Saturday, I will put in parentheses it whether Thursday or Friday or whatever. I forgot to put Friday in parentheses for Florida Florida State because this is how weird it is that the game's on Friday. I have an opinion on that, which we will get to later. Um, and then we have a, a rivalry week edition of Five Wide, ladies and gentlemen. Five beautiful games, just beautiful rivalry games. They all have um, implications on conference or national championship pictures with the exception of the Egg Bowl. But if you know this podcast, if you know Tyler and I, you know that the Egg Bowl is the most important game we will talk about today. Um, and we will also do two points for our rivalry week, um, the penultimate week of our season-long picks competition. Tyler, let us begin, though, briefly but in great detail, talking about Vanderbilt's 31-24 upset over the Gators in Nashville. Um, your father was at this game. Hmm. um what are your opinions and i'm curious to know what your dad's opinions of the game were
0: uh he was pissed oh <laughs> <laughs> he was real pissed <laughs> and he should be pissed uh i i told you i texted and like we are pretty positive outlook people on like the mm-hmm. trajectory of coaches that we like and like very understanding of long-term goals and like hey i'm gonna i'll be the first to sit like hey you know who else lost to vanderbilt and and this person at home in their first year of a coach kirby smart that's worked out for them so far. Um, not to say that this is the, that losing to Vanderbilt in your first year means that you'll be Cobra Smart, but like this in the this might not matter. This game mm-hmm. it, it very well could not matter in the grand scheme of Billy Napier's tenure at Florida. But right now, this is a huge blow. It's, to what, it's, everything it's unacceptable. Against, like, it's, it's it's unacceptable. A, this is completely unacceptable. Yeah. Florida Florida should have been able to line up and just run the ball and beat this team. They couldn't run the ball at all. Yeah. Anthony Richardson actually had a good statistical game and played Anthony pretty Richardson well. Anthony Richardson had
1: 400 passing yards.
0: He actually played pretty well. Anthony Richardson has been getting better as the season gone on. All that goodwill that this team has bought up over the last two weeks dynamite offense, um, defense playing lights out for six quarters out the window. Because um, this, this was supposed to be the like surefire, like guaranteed win. Yeah. And I don't want to take, okay, so yeah, Credits to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a good coach team. They have been on, they built on their momentum. They capitalized on a few good plays, but this let's be real clear about all one thing. Also at the same time, this, this Vanderbilt win, this Florida loss is not about Vanderbilt. Correct. This is about Florida. Florida messed this up. And yeah. Billy Napier has got to take, I don't think like Billy Napier's just got to take a long, hard look in the mirror and be like, okay, th- this, this is like an immediate, like we have to fix this. And again, mm-hmm you can beat Florida state and pretty much erase that. Um, But it's the defense looked lost a lot of points, special teams. It was a tough swing in that regard, Mm -hmm. but it was that tough thing where the first half Florida really was trying to settle into the game and didn't settle into the game at any point. Like, I I think,
1: I think people are going to take the 11 o'clock local kickoff. The fact that it's a much colder game than those Gators players are used to in Gainesville um, I think people are going to take that and try to maybe make excuses for it. But listen, as you said, you and I are probably some of the most level-headed uh, – f- when it comes to Florida, we we really do try to be level-headed and take our emotions out of it and be rational. I think even rationally thinking this is unacceptable, this was not wasn't something – we 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 really lost that game. It wasn't that Vanderbilt – and again, like you said, credit to Vandy. I think Clark Lee is working magic but- in Nashville. I think – but the, Florida the shouldn't – but a bad Florida team shouldn't lose to a good Vanderbilt team. Correct. Correct. That's the the thing. talent I don't gap think is, this that much team is that
0: much ba- I don't think that this team is that bad, and I don't think that Vanderbilt team is that good. Like, yeah.
1: um, and, and like you said, are- the past two weeks of those goodwill and the wins – and I would even go back and say the past month of games because even in the Georgia loss and even in the LSU loss, there were moments in that game where the offense and the defenses showed up and really showed, okay – there are things here that are happening. It's just so clear that LSU and Georgia have a better roster than us, and we're not going to beat them. So those were what I would call, I mean, there's no moral victories, but I would call them uplifting losses, right? Yeah. You know, year one, I think that's something that you can- There's you can positives categorize. to take away. There's things exactly. to build on. Exactly. And then we there's had incredible nothing. games against AM and in South Carolina, and we thought, okay, that's a full month of progress, consistency, development in this team that- was essentially erased with this Vanderbilt game, like you said. Um, injuries had some had part to do with it. Not again, not a reason, just no. but something to keep in mind. And penalties, we really shot ourselves in the foot. There were twice Tyler in the second quarter when Vanderbilt scored their first touch, second touchdown, uh, first touchdown um, to to go ahead. I think it was like seven three early in the second quarter. Late in the first, early in the second quarter, Vanny was driving, and there were two instances where the Gators defense came up clutch on third downs. One of them to put them outside field of goal, field, field goal range would have forced them to punt, and the other kept the drive alive yet again, which put them in position to score a touchdown. Both on third down, it was a it, unsportsmanlike conduct after the play, and then like a, a face mask or rough-in-the-passer type penalty, things that just cannot happen. So clearly the guys were not there mentally, and like you said, I, th- I think the biggest thing now is we are really at a crossroads, right? I want to take you back, Tyler, to when Dan Mullen lost the Kentucky game and, and ended the streak against Kentucky. Yep. And we both said how much that loss hurt, but that that loss was probably good in the long run, and we were proven right um, because that season ended up great, and the next season, and the you know we, it had a it had a good run with the Mullen tenure, and that that worked. But we already had that loss this season, and it was ironically again to Kentucky. So to doing that to Vanderbilt it's not that it's not one of those oh this loss is going to help us in the long which it may well help us in the long run but that's not something that you can kind of Again, chalk up at there's, right now, there's you
0: know? no uplifting aspect to this loss like mm-hmm. i can't think of a positive the only positive is that like oh anthony R- road anthony richardson showed up which is mm-hmm. you know hasn't always led to wins but he plays really well on the road like yes. um yes and i was like okay our quarterback the quarterback has continued to develop and that's a good sign and we kind of talked about it before we were recording and i was just like I would really like Anthony Richardson to come back personally. I think it'd be mm-hmm. good for his draft stock. I think it'd be great for this team Yeah. Um, for another year in the system. Yeah. I think Billy Napier, I just, I mean, this was a failure. This was a failure in all aspects of the field. This one game doesn't, it might, this might be the sign that we're all like, if we look back and the Billy Napier tenure doesn't work out, this might've been the sign that it was never mm-hmm. going to work out. But this also could be nothing that Vanderbilt right. lost by Kirby smart means absolutely nothing. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob Eason was the starting quarterback of that team. Like, like throwback. Yeah, you know, this thing. These games can mean everything because it's such a small season in the in the scheme, like grand scheme of sports and everything like that. But at the same time, some games don't mean anything. And this yeah. might not mean anything. It's just, but it is unacceptable. You have got to fix this. I think Billy Napier. I do think Billy Napier, and we've all kind of been saying this all year, needs to see who he can add to his staff in mm-hmm. the off season, like. Mm-hmm. I'm not as I'm not as like he needs an offensive coordinator, but I do think you would benefit from some other different offensive minds adding yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I'm willing to give Patrick Tony another year because, you know, you're playing with Grantham players.
1: Um, oh, I I think no, I'm I'm very much in the and we can have this conversation at the end of the season in a more we can have like a full fledged Florida postmortem. Um, we can do that later on um, in this at the end of the season. But just quickly. I'm all in on Patrick, Tony, not in like a, I love him to death, but I think there have been clear developments. I think Mm -hmm. when they have decided to move toward a younger roster players that um, not all of them that have been brought in by Napier staff and Tony, but definitely guys that were not given looks before. And I mean, the pass rush improved dramatically when Brenton Cox was dismissed. Like there's a lot of changes that I am positives that I can see. mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, I'm all in on giving Tony not like giving him another year, quote unquote, but like, yeah, he's the DC. I'm cool with him staying there, um, and we can build on from that. Uh, Tyler, we'll, we'll we'll talk a bit more of like yeah. the Gators wholesale um, when we get to the Florida State game. But um, but also just just to
0: just to remind like everyone, yeah. Billy Napier, like this this could all be this could all get figured out in year two because a coach should get at least two years in my opinion, barring anything massively crazy. Mm-hmm. Billy Napier's first year at uh, Louisiana he went seven and seven. Next year he went eleven and three. Uh, then ten and one, then twelve and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See? no, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm okay, with you for sure. this is the SEC. But, and, and this is, and just a, my last point is that like the one nice thing about you know, the situation as of right now, that doesn't mean that we can't be complete we can be complacent. But the improvement that I think the ability brings is that we sit here in the midst of a terrible loss that should not have happened in any circumstance, and the future still feels brighter. Because of recruiting, because of team building, mm-hmm. whereas like this was the problem we had in the Mullen tenure when we lost inexplicable games. You look at it's like, well, what about next season? I'm like, oh, our recruiting class is actually looking not that great, so it doesn't even look like it's going to be better. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I I have pretty confident this team will be better next year. I agree. It's just I completely agree. Will they be, Will it be good enough? But.
1: Yep, and and we'll see. You, loo- we'll you to lose see. to Vanderbilt one time, and now you're questioning your team's like. Uh, I can't. It, it, it happens, man. It 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 happens. I guess uh, it shouldn't, but it happens. Let's move forward, Tyler. Quickly, the college football playoff rankings were updated. Top four stay the exact same: Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, all eleven and zero. That will definitely sort itself out this weekend, which we'll get to later. Um, LSU climbing up to number five at nine and two. Again, that will sort itself. That will sort itself out next week with the conference championship games. Um USC at six, ten and one, Alabama at seven, nine and two, Clemson at eight at ten and one, Oregon at nine at nine and two, and Tennessee drops from five all the way down to ten at nine and two. We will talk about Tennessee's loss later on. Um anything specific stand out to you in the top ten, or do you want to move on?
0: Um LSU, uh, it's a, actually I was gonna say LSU over USC is a little weird, but also it does make sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um Clemson is such a weird team to evaluate because they're ten and one, and lost to a good team. Is their only loss? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really feel real. Yeah, (laughs) like I just just think even if they win out their next two games in in stunning fashion, they it's it's weird to say this about Clemson. Clemson, even if they blow out their next two games, I think needs help from other games happening, from other results to get into the playoff. You that's know? yes, correct. We're just but because we, we look at them and it's just like other years. It's like, yeah, they're playing the ACC. It's not super great competition, but they're dominating. Um, this is one of those years where I'm like, yeah, they're winning because they're they're better than everyone else in the ACC, but they're not dominating. So. Right. I, I, right. It's like I mean, the committee showing like a two loss Alabama team seems more likely to get into the playoff than a one loss Clemson team.
1: And I think a, a two-loss LSU team. Well, a two-loss LSU team would mean they beat Georgia in the title game, which, which puts means them they're getting in, Which in. puts them in. Yeah,
0: I don't yeah. think a three-loss LSU team would get in over. I mean, I don't think a three-loss team gets in regardless. But I, th- um, I
1: think I agree with you. But I think LSU has the potential to be the first one to do it. Be if other things go their way, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's on the table. Haven't even, we
0: haven't even had our first two-loss team get into a fourteen playoff, so I'm not entertaining a three-loss team. I can. Until... I hear you. I hear you.
1: I hear you. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, In terms of group of five implication, all three of Tulane UCF at Cincinnati are still ranked despite UCF's upset loss this week. Um, So in terms of the group of five, the American Conference representative, they are all still alive, just so you know. Silly season update, Tyler. We have a hiring. The Charlotte job has announced uh, last week that Biff Pogi, he's the uh, he's the associate head what coach at the What Uni- a name. What a name, right? Well, Biff is his nickname. I don't know his real his real I name, but I don't care. He goes <laughs> by it. Biff Pogi, the associate head coach at Michigan. He spent the last 3 years in that role with Harbaugh. Seems like he wasn't a position coach. He was literally just like an associate head coach, so he was kind of a bit more overseer, program runner. Um he's most notably fam- he's he's notable for founding uh, the St. Francis Academy in Baltimore, Maryland um, and led that high school team to national prominence. Um, he also was a former college football player. He played at Duke and Pitt and he formerly coached at Brown Temple and the Citadel. So similar, um, similar academic profile as Michigan, I should say, Brown Temple and the Citadel. Uh, he'll be a, have a little bit easier of a job in terms of academics, getting players to play at Charlotte. But yeah, that is the hire. Um, I don't really have much to say about this. Just wanted to Neither update this. Do season. We do want to briefly talk about uh, the Auburn job, which has had some rumors over the past few days. Surprise, um, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I forgot the Twitter account that tweeted it out, but someone had reported. So, you, oh, go ahead. That so I, means you have this lined up. Go ahead. Time. No, no it's not, I don't
0: remember the guy's name. This is the other. So I have a very – good friend of mine and friend of the pod Courtney Mims who works as a sports the head of a sports department for one of the news stations in biloxi mississippi um this is this the guy who uh tweeted this was the guy was one of the people from the other sports station
1: so you're telling oh. me friend of the pod courtney Mims is, is is safe her job is safe
0: no her job's fine yeah okay Good. Um, good. well it's uh funny for because what then lane kiffin tweeted in response we everybody was just like Blake, do you do you have a comment on this as the <laughs> as the head of the mentioned sports department? <laughs>
1: Lane Kiffin mentioned you by name. <laughs>
0: um, are you hiring somebody new? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, I forget. I forget the guy's. I think it was John. I don't remember mm-hmm. his last name. My apologies. Um, tweeted that uh, it was rumored that um, Lane Kiffin was going to be stepping down from his position in Ole Miss in order to take the Auburn job. Yes, which Lane Kiffin came out and was just like. Nah, that's not true. K- then, Kiffin and-
1: Kiffin was throwing a heater, man. He was seven innings into a, a no hitter. He was he was going at it. Yeah. He was really. He also on tweeted classic like, form.
0: like a paper printout. It's just like I'm just uh. Rumor are is that John is stepping down from his position at this to go over to a position at WLOX. Yeah. He put uh, in, which work. is where my friend works, and uh. Uh, it's <laughs> like. But the rumor is that like, don't the you rumor have a big was,
1: rivalry game to be preparing for Lane? <laughs> <laughs>
0: The rumor was that Lane Kiffin was going to step down from Ole Miss to take the Auburn job. Lane Kiffin's like, nah, I'm making fun of everyone who's suggesting this because we still got the Egg Bowl, uh, which Stephen Godfrey then tweeted in parentheses, no, not yet.
1: Right. Uh, um,
0: because that's kind of – I think that's kind of how we feel about it. It was just like yes. – No, he absolutely is not stepping down yet. So <laughs> um, I
1: I actually – he tweeted that, and then later on that evening, they put out a um, – patreon episode uh split zone duo which i am a patron so i i listen to and on that episode they were they basically spent 15 minutes on that of the of the 30 minute episode they spent 15 minutes on auburn and lane Kiffin. um and they basically were saying i think some i think it was gator great richard johnson i think he said um i would not be surprised if lane Kiffin coaches the egg bowl on thursday then resigns as the coach on friday and saturday is in um where's the game is it in tuscaloosa this year it's in tuscaloosa uh, this year. yeah is in tuscaloosa watching the game like i like I, he wouldn't be surprised if it moved that quickly um it's important to note the auburn athletic director former michigan state athletic director uh, i think it's john cone is his name john cone um or he, mississippi
0: state uh yeah. correct
1: yes yes he is known for um Going out of left field is the best way to describe it. Um, he he has been reported to have been taking his time with many candidates for this Auburn job. Um, Godfrey did confirm that he has spoken to Lane Kiffin uh, – that John Cohn, the athletic director for Auburn, has spoken to Lane Kiffin personally multiple times about the position. So clearly there's conversation there. We both think it's going to happen. Um,
0: I want it to happen because
1: I just want to – I want to see
0: Saban just so annoyed. I just think like, it's
1: the best thing for content.
0: If, oh yeah, that's if, I was, yeah. The, there's only two options that I really am entertaining for my own personal taste. It is that mm-hmm. it is Deion Sanders or it is Lane Kiffin. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Again, I don't even know if either of them are going to work at Auburn.
1: Like, right? No, I, I don't. Know. I think they're no, both I think good, Lane, I think Lane Kiffin will crash. At, it'll be. It'll it'll be similar. It'll be similar to Mullen. It'll be like three years of like, oh my god, this is incredible, boom, and then all of a sudden, just all of a
0: sudden, it's just like.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lane Kiffin is Icarus. He, he he has a record of being Icarus. He will fly too close to the sun. His wings will melt, and he will come crashing down, and then he will go somewhere else, and he will fly too close to that sun and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, but it's just interesting, the rumors and all of that. I think it will happen if you tell me, Sergio, with no insider knowledge. I think it will happen. Um, I do hope, though, that it happens if it does after the Iron Bowl because I think Cadillac – we'll talk about this – um, Cadillac actually Williams we won't deserves, talk about this because this is not Cadillac Williams the, deserves his shot at the job yes and and I think Cadillac Williams at minimum deserves to be the coach to go in and have the attention on him for the Iron Bowl and not on other people whether it's Lane Kiffin or anyone else that Auburn will h- hires you know what I mean um, so that's just wanted to update that with those rumors so if you hear that don't be surprised um all right Tyler let's uh let's talk about five wide last week. Let's talk about the games that happened. Um we'll start with Tulane 59 SMU 24 the the superior Thursday night uh game last week. Um <laughs> <laughs> We both get the points on this one. It really it really was what we expected, right? Tulane yeah. bouncing back after the UCF loss, really wanted to establish themselves, get themselves. Honestly, I love it because it shows um it shows that Willie Fritz really has this team they weren't looking ahead to the Cincinnati game they weren't you know they really focused um and i think it helps them that it happened on a thursday instead of on saturday because not only do they get the extra rest cuz the game that we'll talk about Tulane's next game coming up but i do think that it was able it was for them to you know be the only college game on that night just kind of get it out of the way take care of business and then it gives them an opportunity to really sit back and start planning ahead of time for Cincinnati. So good on the coaching staff, good on the players. 59-24 wasn't really in doubt. We both get the points on that one, Tyler. You got anything to say about it? Or you want me to just move on? No, I got nothing. All right, let's move on. An incredible game. TCU 29, Baylor 28. We both get the points on this one. The story here is it it this played out like every single TCU game has played out this season, right? Pretty much. They <laughs> go down, they tie the game, they go up slightly, they then go down, they're then catching up, and it's a one-score game at the end of the game. The the cojones on TCU to run this football with like what 10, 12 seconds left on Not the clock. Many.
0: Like it was 20 seconds when they when they snapped
1: the ball. Okay. 20 when they snapped, they ran the ball. They then immediately threw the field goal team out, like like they were ready. They clearly had this as a plan. They went, and I think the ball was snapped with like three seconds left. Um, TCU kicks a game winning field goal and wins the game. All all in twenty in twenty seconds they ran a play, got the field goal unit out, kicked the field goal, and won the game. It's it's one of those when when your significant other is like, how much time is left? And you're like twenty seconds, but it ends up being ten minutes. No, no, this was actually 20 seconds. Actually 20 real life seconds. Yes, like, 20 real life seconds. It's like, yeah, it's
0: it's insane. I mean, it makes sense that TCU would be prepared for this, considering the type of games that they've been playing it all season. Like, you know that they've been practicing this and it finally paid off. But that's I I love to see people um, try to bring TCU down. The superior um, Texas University Ooh. and time and again, they prove him wrong. Hypnotoad on top.
1: Hypnotoad, baby.
0: I, it really It's nice, though. It's really nice that, like, every... TCO has been in so many positions where they could have been upset, and they keep winning. Yeah. Um it's great
1: to see as I a mean, neutral.
0: It, it's re, And it's wonderful. It's also... Yeah, it's wonderful to watch as a team, that a team that is so comfortable in a shootout. Like, the, the just... When the pressure's on, this team, I feel like, plays even better. Yeah. And they continue to win different types. Like, this was a very, like... It was it was halfway between the shootouts they've been doing and the Texas game they played last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was last week. Yeah, um, where it's like, okay, it's not as it was more grinded out than the, uh, most of the other shootouts, but there still was like points and things like that. But yeah, um, it's, it's it's great to see Baylor's a good team, but it's great to see TCU continue to win.
1: I agree. I I feel like Baylor's record does not reflect how good of a team they are, and especially how well coached and defensively they are. I think Dave oh. Aranda. He's he's not the popular name right now, but I really do think he still is um, one of the better coaches in the country, especially defensively. So we get the we both get the points on that one as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that barring them messing anything up, it looks like TCU is going to be getting into the college football. Playoff.
1: I hope so. Um, but that's we can it, have that conversation. Later I won't on, say 30. that they control their own destiny, but hmm. OK, that's Jim's- something I would like for you to elaborate on at a later date. Yeah, I don't yeah, know well, if... I, it's just
0: I, I can see if they win the next two games by one point mm-hmm. that like people convince themselves that they're not worth a shot in, which is ridiculous to me. But like, well,
1: especially because they they've been winning one possession games you know, all they're, season they're, long. You so. know, undefeated. That's um, what they do. But whatever. Um. All right, moving on. Bedlam. Oklahoma State. Thirteen. Oklahoma. Twenty-eight. Oklahoma officially bowl eligible. I know of a certain uh, de la Espriella who breathe a massive sigh of relief, and it's not me. So, um, <laughs> want to let you guys know that one. Um, this is bedlam. Anything can happen. Oklahoma can win by a lot. Oklahoma can win by a little. Anything can happen. Um, Oklahoma won by a medium amount here. I get the point here, Tyler. You do not. Um, eh. Oklahoma State just—it's—they have fallen off. What the cliff. happened to them? I don't. I I praise them in the first half of the year because they were playing really good football. You know what it was? You know what really what it actually was? TCU broke them. I think that's fair. I think T- TCU broke them. TCU broke them. And I think, and I think, Tyler, that should be used as evidence. Not they, I know that they're going to hold the, the Oklahoma State win against them and be like, oh, they actually weren't that good of a team. It's not whatever. I think for TCU, we should look at that and be like, actually, TCU is so good that since they played them, they have not been the same. It's You, you want to talk about Bama body blows? It's been six weeks of Oklahoma State not getting over the TCU loss. Talk about incredible, huh? <laughs> Just saying. That's a good point. This is a good point. Thank you. I, I, I practiced it in the mirror. I did. I did. Um, all right. The uniform game of the year. Um, I don't know. The, the- all rivalry games should be color on color. Yes. This game should also be played on rivalry week. Um, but I, don't I know disagree. A cert- well, you
0: disagree.
1: You or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. A certain school in Indiana. Anyway, USC 48, UCLA 45. Um, fantastic football game. Great job. Caleb Williams, he got that dog in him. Yeah. Got that dog in him um we both got the points here because we both picked usc tyler what would you think of this game since you you know i know you're not in your resident big 10 location but um i i know you did Man, watch. I you really have a soft it... spot for these two big 10 teams so i really wish you... i could have got to this game <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, I this had game had was eight... sold out i know i had an 8 30 flight the next morning so i couldn't even have attempted it but like yeah, um i get that by the way, side tangent. I was looking up tickets. I might just buy a ticket to the Rose Bowl, even though I don't know who's playing in it. Just, I, I think you should. That, you, They're not. Are that you expensive. kidding me? Um, <laughs> oh man! Based on what I thought they were. Anyway, um, yeah, I think UCLA proved pretty much what we knew about them the whole year is that they were good. Mm-hmm. USC proved that they could be in the clutch. They could handle it because they, they, I think they came out a little limping. At first. Yeah, and then,
1: UCLA UCLA was up to start this game. I think they started 14 nothing UCLA. Um and but that, Caleb, that, that Caleb lead, Williams looked around that's and not went. A lead. That's no, not a lead. That's not a lead Caleb Williams. No. No, not against the Lincoln Riley offense. It's not um, a lead. Um
0: I think this was finally the game where USC kind of reminded everyone that they exist. Like it was always Because the thing is that USC has had this whole thing all year where it's just like, yeah, but they're going to lose again at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um It's like it's that thing where they're – it's not that they're on the West Coast because it's USC, but like USC hadn't been good and all the Pac-12 teams are good. And it's just like we've been burned by the Pac-12 so many years. I don't think a Pac-12 team has made it since Washington in 20, like, what, 16?
1: That that I think – I think Washington is the only Pac-12 team to have made the playoffs.
0: No, No, Oregon made the national championship game in the first season marks mario oh
1: team. that's right oh how could so, how could you how could oregon, you forget the florida state oregon rose bowl with james Winston slipping? one yes.
0: time and washington one time it has been i think almost seven years since pac-12 team was in the playoff because they do this every year it's typically oregon or washington that's been doing it but mm-hmm. like they kind of look good and they slip up largely because the pac-12 conference schedules games in a way that doesn't help their teams. I will um, never,
1: I will never forgive the Pac-12 for scheduling the Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert Oregon team to play on the road at Arizona State the week before rivalry week on a Friday night with no one watching. I'll never yeah. forgive them for that. They don't anyway. I also will never forgive Marcus Arroyo for making us believe Justin. Uh, anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about spot, that. Um, spot.
0: I feel the same way. But yeah, it's like so. It's, it's we're we're conditioned of the last couple of years to be like, yes, the Pac-12 might have good teams but they're going to lose again. We don't have to consider them real. And now we're getting to the last game of the season. And it's like, okay, so USC is like, not only we knew, kind of knew they were good, but they haven't slipped up. And the only mm-hmm. team they lost to, they lost by one point. Um, and it's a team that they might have a chance to beat again. Yeah. And it is a good team. Utah is a well-known is a good team. So it's thing, we're like, okay, now we actually have to take USC seriously for playoff conversation. And this is the game they needed against another high quality opponent in a big game and a big stage. To prove that, yeah, um, they did. So I'm and, very excited to welcome them back into the playoff conversation because, yeah, even though they've been winning, we weren't really taking it seriously. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I agree, I, and I, th- I think, like you said, it's this this game not only a rivalry game, not only one of the best uniform games in all of college football, but this was very much a I don't want to say an audition, but it was it was definitely a okay. The eyes of the country are on us in a way that a Pac-12 game hasn't had the eyes of the country on a, on them in half a decade, maybe yeah. like this is, this was the biggest Pac-12 game in a long time. And, and that's crazy to say on the heels of the Oregon Washington game for this season, but that, that game just ended up being the best game of the week. This yeah. game going into it had the hype around it. Um, Gus Johnson was calling the game. Like it, it had everything it needed. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think that's, that's a great analysis. And then speaking of the Pac-12, the other game, uh, Oregon 20, Utah 17. We both get the points on this one. We both picked Oregon. Bo Nix ended up playing in this game. Looked a little hurt. Still definitely didn't look 100%. But um, what's the backup? Uh, I was going to say Peyton Pritchard. That was the basketball player. He plays for the Celtics <laughs> now. Um Tyler uh, Thompson. I think T- Tyler Thompson or whatever. The, the freshman – Quarterback, he went in for a series. I think he turned the ball over and just never saw the field again. Nice. Um, it was uh, very much a we'd rather have a hurt Bo Nix out there than a healthy backup. What a statement. Um, we will have the Bo Nix discussion at the end no, of the season. Yeah. All you. I got to
0: say is that like I really uh, good for Bo Nix. Okay, he's not going to win the Heisman like I thought he might for half a second. Um, uh, but he has actually played himself into serious pro prospects like he he's I played himself so.
1: like, from undrafted free agent to fifth round. Pick.
0: just further proving
1: that Auburn was the problem. <laughs> Woo, I don't want to get into that right now, anyway, but I, um, anyway, um, and then for our two points, Tyler picked Texas Tech to beat Iowa State Tyler. Tyler performed an exorcism this weekend last weekend. That's exactly what happened. he He knew that in order to fully I move felt- on he had to he went through he finally finished going through the stages of grief um it happened uh he picked against iowa state and it paid off for him and now he can move on to the next chapter of his life tyler grief does not have a timeline my friend no it doesn't have a timeline it's not linear it takes a does, year
0: doesn't have a through line either there are peaks mm-hmm. there are valleys there are there are Ohio, if iowa state wins one game next year i'm going to lose my i'm gonna be like oh i'm back in <laughs>
1: okay that might not be grief you might be an that's addict. that's just relapse. that's what that is that hey, you might my be. my name addict.
0: in our fantasy football group chat is recovering iowa state addict
1: yes yes it is it is um um i think you might i don't I, we are getting way too into uh drug metaphors and i don't i don't feel comfortable talking about them anymore um <laughs> that you got the two points and i did not get my two points but not because duke didn't try Pitt 28, Duke 26. They were down 14 points, I want to say, going into the fourth, and they came back. It was unfortunate. They did not get the two-point conversions. Um, I still believe in Duke. I still think they're a good team, and I cannot wait to cheer for Duke watching the formerly known as the Belk Bowl, currently the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Because you know for a fact that's what they're going to play in. And you know for a fact it's going to be a fun time to watch. Don't care who they play. I'm excited for that. Um, Yes, so I did not get them. Which brings our total, Tyler. 43 to 43. Deadlocked, heading into the fourth quarter. That is um, rivalry week. Uh, Okay, all right. This is
0: stressful. We haven't had one this close in like a long
1: time. The last time we had it was um, 2019. And I remember that because I was living with my mom and my stepdad. And I remember being in that room. And that that year came down to the Army Navy game, which for those that are for those that are new. Right. we, We do this competition through conference championship games. If we are still tied at conference championship games, we it is one game winner take all Army Navy. We flip a coin um for one and that person picks one side and the other person gets the other side and we put it in the hands of the troops is what we do if we get there hopefully we don't get to that point because (laughs) oh are you ready for what i'm about to say because military intervention is always a last result (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna move forward uh tyler the non five wide games uh to recap this week we have to start with one of the craziest upsets of the season and that is the, the, the South Carolina one. dropping 63 points on Tennessee who by the way Tennessee scored 38 so it's not like their offense wasn't clicking um but this game was 63 to um, to 38 in favor of South Carolina um Spencer Rattler six touchdowns 438 yards on the day this was the Spencer Rattler um that had all the Heisman hype at Oklahoma he came out for a one-night-only revival concert. It was incredible to see. Um, and it was very, very unfortunate that uh, Hendon Hooker went down yeah. with uh, torn ACL in that game. Now, they didn't lose this game because the quarterback went out. No, they, they were, were already lo- losing. That, this game was over when that injury happened, but This is just very ins- unfortunate to this see. This is injury to insult. Like- yes, literally, literally. It was very unfortunate to see. We wish him nothing but the best in a speedy yeah. recovery um joe milton came in uh he will probably be playing against vanderbilt this weekend and probably in their bowl game uh or he will be playing because you know henry hooker's out for the year and and I don't, I don't know if he'll be ready does he have an extra year of eligibility no least? he's 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 a super senior he uh he's he done, draft. done
0: he's done man that's poor the guy end it. of his college football career because um, he was
1: he was fun to watch in college um yeah. i liked him when he was at virginia tech uh yeah, i thought he, he I thought he was good but clearly he reached his his collegiate ceiling this season at Tennessee. And it's unfortunate to see a guy go down like that. Um, Uh,
0: And it it sucks also for his pro prospects because he was always going to be, because he's so much older than everybody else. Yeah. He was always going to be kind of like a lower, like a lower, like he was playing himself into like back of the first round, second round, top, but now with this injury, when it's happening in the year, probably the unlikelihood of him even being able to do training camps and testing and all these days and yeah. his draft stocks going down too, which sucks. I, and I'm really, I, I,
1: it sucks to say, but I don't think he has any draft stock anymore. I think if he makes a roster, it's going to be as an undrafted free agent and someone taking a flyer.
0: I think I, someone hope, can spend I, a day. I honestly
1: hope he, if that's the route that happens, I hope he, when he gets healthy, lights it up on a practice squad and gets a shot at a roster. <laughs> Cause he he's too talented and has given us, um, Yes, I can say this, even though I dislike Tennessee as a football program. He has given us a lot of joy um, as college football fans this season, and I, I hope for the best for him. So wishing him a speedy recovery. Very unfortunate thing yes, to see. Sir. Um, other games: Tyler, the aforementioned Ole Miss. They lost to Arkansas, forty-two to twenty-seven. Seems like Lane Kiffin's brain was uh, somewhere else at <laughs> the time of kickoff. Um, so, Weird. just want to point that we already talked about the that Lane Kiffin stuff. So, just a reference um georgia 16 kentucky six this game is always close like i don't get why people this is too okay it's
0: always close and kentucky never wins it
1: yeah <laughs> this is this is what happens in this game that's exactly what it is
0: i i have no takeaway from this game like i really don't i'm like okay kentucky no. is exactly what i thought they were and it doesn't was, change anything about georgia they score six points
1: yeah it doesn't but, change um, anything that i think about georgia at all yeah um james madison 42 georgia state 40 i'm shouting this out because james madison i think they have seven wins are they seven and five and four right now they're seven and three right now they would have won the uh sun belt east but you know because it's their first season they are not eligible they would have gone to a bowl but they are not eligible this year i'm excited to see the dukes next season i am going this might be i'm laying the groundwork now tyler this might be one of my um, my. You know how I drive a few extra bandwagons as a you oh, know yeah. I moonlight HFU. as fans of other teams and HFU it changes trailers. every year. Yeah, I think I think James Matt. I might have to start looking um, on Looking on, up uh, that win
0: total for James Madison next. Yeah, yeah, I might have
1: to look at that and might, then look might at those. Start pre- to
0: have to get friendly with the napkin.
1: Yeah, those those preseason SEC. I'm sorry, preseason <laughs> Sun Belt uh, championship odds might be juicy for me. So keep an eye on that space um Kansas State 48 West Virginia 31 um, I just want to say uh Neil Brown um not that hot of a take but I think uh I think his time I think I think he might be a casualty on um, um on Black Monday so just the, or black I, Sunday I I, think. I I
0: hate to hear that
1: but... I hate to hear it too I hate to hear it too um the no, Wisconsin 15 Nebraska 14 the interims going at it um Tyler Tell me if you're concerned about this. Alabama 34, Austin P 0. The spread was in the 40s. Typically, Nick Saban to cover the spread on SoCon Saturday is kind of a lock. Are you concerned?
0: (laughs) Boy, this is a good question.
1: (laughs) I mean (laughs) –
0: Kind of goes, kind of goes weird. back to our can can we? I mean, we talked about this. Alabama's yeah. in slight sort of decline. Like, okay, uh, all,
1: right, all right. Thank you. I just wanted you to let me know. Let me, I what are they,
0: to... it's the thing. I don't even know if people on Alabama staff believe they have anything to play for, like True. which is ridiculous because you it's have everything. Thing. Every yeah. game you have something
1: to play for, of course. Um,
0: but I
1: can't believe you, you know, said that on Iron Bowl week of all weeks. Yeah.
0: I'm giving eyes. I know I, <laughs> I know.
1: podcasting the visual medium. I
0: know. No, I mean, um, maybe you just had respect for Austin. P.
1: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, Michigan 19, Illinois, 17. Michigan won this game in part because of <laughs> a blatant, like offensive pass interference call that was not called on Michigan on like a third and eight that would have basically ended the game. And um, Illinois would have won 17, 16. Brett Bielema afterwards tweeted out video of the, uh, tweeted out like the video of the play and said i i apologize to illinois fans to our team to our supporters uh we will make sure to coach up and make we will make sure to put an emphasis in practice and coach up defending against offensive pass interference <laughs> never change never change Brett never, never change um navy beating ucf 17 14 i i just want to point this out um, I am the UCF defender on this podcast. I am the champion of the group of five on this podcast. Um, this week, UCF's playing in our spot. They have our time spot right now. The Florida Florida State game is a Friday night at seven thirty on ABC. The UCF game is a seven thirty kickoff on Saturday night. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my SEC Homer Power Five hat on. This is unacceptable. How dare they? I (laughs) refuse. I refuse to be subjected to two directional institutions in the state of Florida being given a 730 Eastern time spot on a Saturday night of rivalry week and having the preeminent flagship university of the state of Florida and the Florida State University. That's the nicest way I'm going to say that name. (laughs) um, Having them Uh, play on a Friday night. What is this? What what who is this? Is, I'm going to ask the question. The famous question. Is this what we want football to be? <laughs> is this what we want football to be, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> uh, that like that is why UCF you lost to Navy 17 to 14. That's why you bottled it because the hey. karma couldn't handle it. Took our spot, man. Here's what I got to say.
0: Salute mm-hmm. to the troops
1: salute to the troops
0: <laughs>
1: I, I guess military intervention <laughs> isn't the last resort <laughs> not the, hey not in the state of florida uh, oh moving on um, geopolitics um no but in all seriousness you can't do that ucf you can't you can't bottle that game they really had the inside track to host the american no, title game they Gus controlled Mel's their on. destiny Gus they control
0: messed up an inside track no <laughs>
1: It's Stop. funny. I was at I was at I was at a friendsgiving on uh, Saturday evening after this game, and of course, most of my friends are you know UCF fans, so they're they're talking about the game, and I'm sitting there, and I said, guys, I told you before the seat. I told you when Gus was hired, Gus Malzahn is good, and I amended my statement. I said, Gus Malzahn is good for three. What just happened? Losses a year, and Alexa, my girlfriend, came in and said, actually, you said two, and I said, well, you know what. It happened three times. So what do you want me to say? I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then I said, I said, actually, no, two in the conference, because one of them was Louisville. And it's like, oh, two in the conference, guys. Two in the conference. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. I had to get that off. No, I had yeah. to get that you off my get chest. That off your chest. Um, I think that's uh, that's it. I do want to mention real quick before we move on. Virginia Tech beat Liberty 23 to 22 in a win for uh leftists everywhere. Uh but <laughs> <laughs> No, but the nice part about this game in all seriousness was Virginia Tech ran out of the tunnel holding waving the Virginia Cavaliers flag. Obviously Virginia had that tragedy last week um with their football players passing away in a, in a tragic shooting. It was nice to see Virginia Tech, you know, put human at, humanity above rivalry. Um obviously Virginia canceled their game against Coastal Carolina last week. The Commonwealth Cup, Virginia Tech, Virginia this year, was supposed to be played in Blacksburg and Virginia Tech. That game has been canceled. Um, Obvious reasons, completely understandable. Um, Both teams are not bowl eligible. They're not playing for a title game. There's no real reason to play this game in the wake of this tragedy um, at Virginia. There were rumors that they may play it on conference championship week. Um, I I don't know. For me... The this only stuff, way I want to see is this bigger than football, yeah. And... The only way that I want to see this game plays is if the Virginia players come out and say we want to play this game to honor our team. Like the only way that I'll be okay with that, you know, because yeah. I'll never tell anyone how to grieve. We made grieving jokes earlier in the podcast, but in all seriousness, I'll right. never tell anyone how to grieve. It's different for every single person, um, and uh, I just want to give Virginia Virginia Tech that yeah. shout out for putting some people, humanity. Some people need that. to. Some people need to play through it. Yeah. Some people need to not.
0: And. Yeah they should do whatever is best for their team and for Correct. their players to get mm-hmm. through this tragedy.
1: Yes. I do I do also want to say um in in the wake of that the for the Vanderbilt defensive coordinator whose name is escaping me um he was the former defensive coordinator at Virginia and he actually coached Saturday's game against Florida in Virginia gear um in honor of the guys, you know, his former he recruited those guys and you know, he in in honor of those his former program bronco mendenhall former virginia coach um he was also in charlottesville all last week with those players that he recruited and stuff um he remember he stepped down for personal reasons at the end of last season so they're all still on good terms and everything but it was nice to see everyone come together for those guys so um we didn't forget that we just wanted to i wanted to end that section with with that specific point um and again that that a commonwealth cup game will not be played this weekend um Tyler, Florida, Florida State, I briefly mentioned it, 7.30 Eastern on ABC, Black Friday edition. For those wondering why it's not on Saturday, um, it's because the home team um, in this game always is the one with the broadcast schedule. And so since it's being played in Tallahassee, it's being uh, assigned by the ACC. And because of that, the ACC, in an attempt to kind of like – you know get more eyes on certain games and stuff or whatever announced way before the season started that this game was going to be moved to to Friday night i know for a fact the people in Gainesville not the fans but the actual football department and administration and coaches and everyone athletic directors and they're not happy about that and when it, this was announced back in like june or may or something they put out a statement saying we will be returning the game to its rightful time uh, day of saturday um, next season so this looks to be a one-time thing or maybe the acc is kind of like we don't care what you think sec um so maybe this becomes maybe it becomes every every ace every time we play in tallahassee it's on friday every time we play in gainesville saturday i hope it just goes back to saturday personally um just like how um the first weekend in november is florida um, florida state miami as someone who grew up here it should be on the Saturday of Thanksgiving for yeah, me personally. It on it's one of those traditional no, things. I think so too. I, I know some people don't care. Like friend, uh, not friend of the pod. I wish it was friend of the pod. But Gator great Richard Johnson. Um, he says he really doesn't care. He thinks it's kind of a good idea to kind of get more eyeballs on it. This is this is hands down. I want to say the probably the game of the day um, in my opinion so. on on Friday. Uh, I think the other option will probably be Tulane Cincinnati. But other than that, this is probably the best game. It's the prime time on ABC. Um, so maybe maybe it's good to get more eyeballs in that sense because Saturday is a lot going on. Um, but we'll see. You know, We'll see what happens. We'll see the situation. Tyler, what do you think is going to happen in this game? What are you looking towards? Um, and dare I say, what's your prediction?
0: Uh, Florida is rightfully underdogs in this game. They have not looked as good as Florida State. They were always going to be underdogs, in my opinion, even if they hadn't lost to Vanderbilt. Um, the extent of that underdog is different now, but I think uh, um, I still think Florida has a real shot to win this game. Like I do, I do think this is going to be a close game. I think Anthony Richardson equalizes it. If he plays well, if the defense can lock up like it, like it had been the previous two weeks, something Florida state is an explosive team. They are, they have been solid, but they are not, I, they're not above reproach. They're not a playoff like team, obviously. like They lost to NC State in ways that somehow, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. equivalent to our like Vanderbilt loss in a way. Um, <laughs> but like this team is beatable. It's yeah. just that, in my opinion, this is a tough thing, they haven't really faced that many teams in the ACC that can beat them. Like, mm-hmm. um, this is not me saying like that Florida State is weaker than Florida because they're in the ACC. It's just that Florida State, I think, has a – easier conference schedule and also like that is also taking the matter of fact that some of the teams in the ACC this year suck compared to what they should be
1: it is not as strong of a conference in
0: particular is not that good this year when they should have been better like wait what (laughs) sorry surprise 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 Uh, so I think I think it's very realistic to Florida win this game Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting it because this game does mean a lot. Florida has a three-year as a three-game win streak. Um, should be four, but we didn't play in 2020, um, mm-hmm. which is sad because we would have dropped like a hundred on them. Um, oh, we really would have. Oh, it would have been fun.
1: Would have been nice um, to see. I th-
0: I think it's gonna be a close game. I think I think it's gonna be a close game because I think um, if Florida can get their run game back in, mm-hmm. then I think they can really keep pace with. Um, FSU, FSU is definitely way more explosive Jordan Travis has played well, but it's that Memphis offense that, that was, they were running that, um, that was fun is is fun. It's very, but it's that thing where it's like every play is like run into the middle and it's like three straight plays of like running for two yards and then like a 60 yard run. Yeah. And then four straight plays of running for three yards and then like a 25 yard pass.
1: It's it's um, not dependent on the explosive play because they can move the ball but it's not gonna, it's okay. It's not dependent. I would, I would
0: counter. I think, I think it is. It, no, no, not, no,
1: no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I, I don't think it's dependent because I think they can move the ball without the explosive plays, but I don't think that they can win without, I don't explosive think that plays. they can win comfortably without explosive plays. Does that make That's sense? The they can they, sneak out a close one, but I, I, what? it's their odds are. In, exponentially increased florida, when they have explosive plays florida florida state have
0: basically the opposite approach to offense which is it's tough because like i'm sure what they want more consistency with their uh whereas like it's very much like they they've had a lot more big plays this year than previous but it's still the same offense they've been running where it's just like you're really you're just hoping for that explosive play you're building up to that explosive play but you need that explosive play um florida is very much like We're gonna grind it. We're gonna try. Our plays are short. We're trying to move the ball consistently. We're trying to drive it. Um, Lately, there's been a lot more explosive plays, but that was never. It doesn't ever really seem to be the focus of the offense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think both both teams and fan bases would want a little bit more of what the other has. Yeah. Um, I think the Gators definitely want to be more explosive. Florida State probably wants to be more consistent. But yeah. Florida, I would say this, Florida State is a better team than Florida. Like it is yes. um, this
1: this season. They this are season, on they field. Better. They They're are a better. Team. Yes,
0: that doesn't mean that the better team does not always win. Correct. We Especially know in that this very well because of what just happened last week. Um, exactly.
1: Let me but, let me run down Tyler. Let me run down the games to you. Okay. Because I what scares me the most is that in the past, and not just with Florida State, but teams that we've come up against. Um, for example, when we went to the Auburn game in 2019. One of the things that we talked about before that game was the fact that we don't think Auburn can win close games. That they they at that point in their you know, that at that time, we didn't think that, which was true. We ended up winning that game. Um, Florida State doesn't have that issue, right? This season they have um they beat LSU 24 to 23. Granted, I think LSU lost that game more than Florida State won that game, but that's another conversation. Um they beat Louisville 35 to 31. They beat um they beat, I'm sorry, they, those are like the two, like, they, they have the ability to win those close games was my point, right? But they also have the ability to lose those close games, right? They lose um, to Wake Forest 31 to 21, um, and that was like a late touchdown to kind of extend it, right? They lose to NC State 19 to 17. Um, they lose to Clemson 34 to 28. There's these situations where they kind of get outplayed, you know, Um Let me read to you what I wrote for my Gators Wires prediction because not only am I proud of it, but I think it really sums up my opinions of this game. Um, After a month of seeing incremental growth and consistency, the Vanderbilt game really took the air out of the balloon. We knew this season was going to be up and down, but a loss to Vanderbilt was not on my bingo card. The worst part was that the loss was self-inflicted. In theory, that should mean that the Gators are primed for a bounce back. Florida State is good. Full stop. This is not the team Florida fans spent the last five seasons making fun of. Mike Norvell has done a great job in rebuilding this roster, both in traditional recruiting and the transfer portal. But I'm a big believer in Billy Napier. I know he has his critics, but I, parentheses, Tyler, you and I both here. Yeah, both of us. Have been a massive fan or massive fans since his Louisiana days. In the long run, he will prove to be better than Norvell, but that doesn't mean that he's there right now. Every ounce of my body wants to pick Florida. Believe me when I say that. In my time as a UF student, I never saw Florida beat Florida State. And as a South Florida kid, I have always prioritized this rivalry over Georgia, Tennessee, or LSU. Which is why it pains me to have to pick Florida State. Please pray to whatever higher power you believe in for me to be wrong. It'll be a close game solely because this rivalry is crazy. And then I ended it with, let's just make sure we play this game on Saturday next year and every year afterwards till the end of eternity. Who are we, UCF? Oh, um, and then nice. my prediction was um, Florida State 31, Florida 24. But I agree with you. If we can establish the run, um, if road game Anthony Richardson shows up, which mm-hmm. I have, I am kind of confident he will. Um,
0: Anthony Richardson stated he's like, when we beat Florida State, it's going oh, to give us yeah,
1: a lot of momentum. Yeah. I, I think he, I he's ready like. for war. Um, he's ready for war. He's never lost to him. So. No, he's ready for war. And Tyler, I think, and this weekend – Wrap it up here because we got to talk about some other rivalry games. When we have had in the Dan Mullen tenure, the three, four seasons of the Dan Mullen tenure, we were when we had lost late in the season, that was it. The team checked out. The coaching staff checked out. Everyone was kind of like, well, if we're not playing for a conference title game or if we're not playing for a national title, what are we playing for? I don't think this team has that mentality. I think Billy Napier has instilled a, to quote the Goonies, never-say-die attitude. Um, I think that he really, truly believes every single game is worth playing. And I think he understands after losing to Georgia, after this embarrassing loss to Vanderbilt, um, I think he understands that he needs to end on a high note with the full roster, right? Because in the bowl game, we may not have guys like Osiris Osiris Torrance, no. probably a first-round offensive line draft pick. Might not have Anthony Richardson if he's going to declare for the draft, he may sit out. So this is the last game he has with every single man on his roster. He needs to end his first year with a statement win, just like he started his first year with a statement win. So I'm hoping I'm wrong in my prediction if I'm using just my brain, I'm taking Florida State in a close game, but I got—I hope I'm wrong—and I really do think that this is going to be one of those you can't explain it games. Um, and the key will be the key will be running the football and getting after Jordan Travis. Those yeah. are my two things. Those are my de-
0: things. This game, to me, honestly, this game is on the defense. Like yeah. it's tough because yeah. I do feel like the offense will show up to a degree. But it's mm-hmm. really is like, is the defense going to limit Florida State at all? Yeah. Because that was the problem in the LSU game. That was the mm-hmm. problem in a lot of the games is that, like, as much as when the offense is clicking, the defense was struggling to limit them at all. If the defense from Texas a and and South Carolina shows back up, we've got something. We, we, I, I think I do – my head – I won't really make a pick, but, like, my head tells me Florida State. My heart tells me Florida because I really do feel – like, something within me feels that Florida still does have a shot to win this game. Everybody's counting it out because we just mm-hmm. lost Vanderbilt. Yeah, but Florida has a real shot to win this game. Like, yeah, my the,
1: but... the my emotions for the rest of 2022 are gonna be dependent on multiple sporting event results on Friday. I just want to point that out. Multiple sporting event res- r- results on Friday. <laughs> um, let's uh, go to rivalry yeah, week. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. let's go to rivalry week. Um, we start off with the only football game that matters on Thanksgiving. And that is the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State taking on Ole Miss. The game is in Oxford this year. It is on Thanksgiving, as it should be. 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. While all your uncles and cousins want to watch the Cowboys game, you let them know that the best college football game of the season, objectively, is taking place in Oxford, Mississippi. Tyler, um, you go first because I'm going first on two point because we're now back on track, we're back on track. Um, Tyler, you go ahead and pick first. Are you taking Mississippi state or are you taking Ole Miss? You know,
0: again, this is the case of head versus heart. Mm hmm. I, Ole Miss is a better team. They
1: Objectively, are. Objectively.
0: They are. They're a better team. They are. They did just lose last week in a way that doesn't make sense. Cause they have like 600 yards of offense, but, um, to Arkansas, which is, you know, not good. I think Lane Kiffin's head. Not in it. It ain't in it. I think he's thinking of other things. And Mike Leach is not thinking of anything else. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if Mike Leach is thinking about this game, but he's definitely not thinking yeah, about anything. Right? I have to, I'm going to take Mississippi State to win this game. I
1: respect it. I respect only,
0: be- it. only because, I, just because of the Lane Kiffin factor, where I'm like, is this team that checked? Well, is he that checked into the result of this game? Because I know Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are buds, so mm-hmm. they don't they don't take the vitriol of it as seriously as the players do. And for that, and combined with the what he might be distracted about, who can say what it is? But what, um, what he might be distracted about, I think that Mississippi State's going to have a little bit of an edge. Mississippi State can win; has been winning some games this this year. They're not bad. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to take Mississippi State. I immediately feel like this was a mistake, but I'm going to do it. I respect it. And I, the logic there is sound. I I completely agree. I completely understand, but I think I'm going to have to go with Ole Miss. And it's because, um, Mike Leach's track record in rivalry games, not the best. Washington really manhandled him when he was in Washington state, um, I think that Ole Miss now it's the second season that they're playing him um, or second or third. I think they're going to have an understanding of how to defend the air raid. And I think that Lane Kiffin's offense is just better. I think Lane Kiffin as revolutionary as Mike Leach is as an offensive mind and was, you know, very important to the, to the history of college football and, and offensive innovation. I just think Lane Kiffin's a better offensive mind than him. Yeah. More well-rounded. He, 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 and, and even though I agree, I don't know if Kiffin's mind is there, I also think Kiffin is stubborn enough that he wants to be like, oh, y'all think that my mind's somewhere else? Even though it might be, I'm going to go out with a bang. That's how I feel. So I'm going to take Ole Miss. And also we're tied. I got to go opposite of you for Thanksgiving, man. Come on. So I'll take Ole Miss. Um, Big game on Friday. uh, Noon Eastern on ABC. It is Tulane traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats. The winner of this game is a de facto play-in game. For the american conference championship Uh, the winner will host the conference championship game uh ucf needs to win and then they need a houston loss i think it's i think it's uh ucf sorry this is live podcasting um houston uh, i I don't know if houston needs to win or if houston needs to lose that's my question well houston
0: Um, houston's playing tulsa I, I'm aware and I'm aware they are, they are um, probably going to win that game
1: right. yes so so that's what that's what it needs to happen, right So the winner of Tulane Cincinnati will host the game and then in order for UCF to make it and be the second team, they need to beat USF in the war on I4 on Saturday and then they need for Tulsa to beat Houston um they need Tulsa to beat Houston on Saturday which Tulsa set four and seven Houston is seven and four. Uh, granted Houston has had an up and down season so it could happen and then if that happens then they go to the tiebreaker scenarios and because of that um and because of that um UCF would then go into the into the conference championship game so they're still alive technically I don't think it's likely I think we're going to get a rematch of this game next week for the conference title game um I think shouldn't have lost the navy shouldn't have lost the navy I think that in this Tulane-Cincinnati game, I'm going to go with Tulane. I think they are the better football team. I know it's tough to win in Cincinnati. It is a raucous stadium. But I think Tulane's performance last week against SMU in a very much like we're not playing around. I think the mentality of that team is really strong. Um, And this is not the Cincinnati team that you remember from last season. Big drop off. They're still a good football team, but big drop off. Uh, I will take Tulane in that game. Tyler, who do you have?
0: I wanted to pick Tulane,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but because it's rivalry week, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Okay. I, I, I love do it. think I do. I, I do. Th- I think it's going to be close. Um, <laughs> I I, I agree. think Cincinnati has been like a surprise. Good team. And in, in, mm-hmm. in so that they haven't actually fallen off too much after making, after losing so many players last year, like, we all kind of thought that they would, and then the look of them, they're not they're nine and two.
1: Right. And and um, if they win, they host they host the conference game. Yeah. And they could they could realistically make the cotton bowl. Like still on the table.
0: Still on the table. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna go with uh,
1: I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Cool. Cool, cool. Um next up we have arguably the game of the year. Number three Michigan taking on number two Ohio State. It is a noon kickoff on Fox. Um Noon kickoff on Fox on Saturday. We are now on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Um, This is tough, man. You get the first pick. I get the first thing. I know you have something.
0: I know you have things to say about this. I do, but I want
1: you to make your pick and then
0: I I will tell you. So I I think it's kind of funny to me is that like Ohio state and Michigan have been so rock solid this, this whole season. We barely talked about them. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they've just been better than ever, anyone they played. They were undefeated. But, I th- again, I think it's another situation where I'm like, I think Ohio State's in a different tier than Michigan. Now, Ohio State struggled here and there this season. Michigan's been good, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't watched a lot of Michigan games. Like, um, They don't play very exciting football, and they play teams that they're clearly better than. So, yes. um, it's not typically very entertaining for me. I It's so easy to prioritize other games, but... <laughs> um, I think, I think Ohio State's going to win this because Michigan did a big thing winning last year. I believe that Ohio State is at home this year. So Correct. At the, the game, shoe. The game is at the home. shoe. They're at the shoe. Um, I do think Ohio State is better. I think Ohio State has a more solid, consistent passing offense. Um, Michigan just needed an offensive pass interference penalty to not be called um, to win a game against Illinois, which uh, credits Illinois. They're not actually that bad. But uh, I think... Last year was definitely one of those things where like I thought when I picked my Ohio State last year it was because even though Ohio State was ranked less, um, they actually hadn't been that impressive. I was like, oh, the matchup is gonna be good because I don't I still don't think Michigan can cover Ohio State. Mm. Um, I was wrong. This year, I think they're both pretty good. Ohio State hasn't quite shown those inconsistencies in the same way, and Michigan has not looked good as good as last year. Mm -hmm. So and now they're at home, I think Ohio State's going to take this one.
1: Okay. I I, I see that. What I was going to say is I have all season been talking about how I think Ohio State is the best team in the country. And I think that they are going to win the national championship. And I still believe that to an extent. But my concerns here are that I thought that Jackson Smith and Jigbo was being held out for all these weeks. For this game and then obviously the conference title game and then the playoff run. It seems like he might not be able to play this weekend, and that does change a little bit. We have Marvin Harrison Jr., who is, by the way, him. Marvin Harrison okay. Jr. is him. Incredible player. Um, C.J. Stroud, as we all know, one of the best co- quarterbacks in college football right now. Um, Michigan is without is probably going to be without their starting running back. He got hurt. Um, Ooh, but that's I huge love, for them. But I love what this Michigan – defense has done even with losing guys like Aiden Hutchinson and you know a lot of other they had a really great rush. the fact that they're still one of the better defenses in the country um, is making me question a lot of things I don't know who's going to win this game Tyler this is the toughest one of the toughest decisions I've made all season in terms of five wide picks I think that Michigan has a good enough defense where they can neutralize one of Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jack Smith and Jigba but with the concerns of Jackson Smith and Jigba's health, I I want to pick Ohio State. It's rivalry week, baby. But I think my my, my gut is telling me that Michigan's going to win like a one two point game on the road. Um, I'll go. I for the sake of the content, I will go with Michigan. I am still, I still, I I still firmly believe that Ohio State, when healthy, is the best team in the country, right. uh, at least offensively, um, and they could still very much win this game or whatever. But I think it's a low-scoring game. I think the only way Ohio State—not the only way—but I think if Ohio State wins this game, they're winning by 14 or 17. Yeah, like I think I think they're taking care of business. It's but one if of those games Dwayne, close, and Dwayne
0: Haskins dropped 60 games. Like, yeah,
1: if this game's close. And we're going into the fourth, and it's a three-point game, or Michigan has a one-point lead, or it's tied. I like my odds with Michigan. Um, For the sake of the content, I'll take Michigan. Wow, I cannot believe I just did that. Moving out west, Oregon, Oregon State, the game formerly known as the Civil War. It is a 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Uh, I have the first pick here. Uh, This game is being played in Corvallis. As much as I love Jonathan Smith, as much as we are a Beavers podcast, I think what Oregon showed last week, this the, the Pac-12 championship game is not set yet. Uh, USC no. will be in it. They they are for sure in it. But it is between Oregon and I believe I think U- Washington? No,
0: I think Washington.
1: Because they beat Oregon, so they have the tiebreaker. That's what it yeah. is. Okay.
0: Uh, Utah is basically out of it now because Correct. Utah lost to Oregon. Um, Correct. And UCLA lost to USC. So and although UCLA has a tiebreaker over, I think, I don't know if UCLA has played Washington. This is so confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, I think I think it's very likely it is either going to be Oregon or Washington.
1: I think Um, if Oregon wins, they're in. Yeah, I think if Oregon wins, they're in. And so for that reason, I'm going to take Oregon. Bo Nix is going to come out there. Um, Hopefully he's gotten healthier. Um, I will. I will be taking. Yeah, I'll be taking Oregon. Don't give me the look, Tyler. Don't give me that look. I'll take Oregon in this game. Um, I'm going to assume you're going to take the Beavers here. Or not. Yeah, maybe yeah, not. yeah. I'm going to oh, do it. Okay, I, okay. I didn't want to.
0: I didn't want to because I do think Oregon wins this game. But it's rivalry week and we're tied. And also it's Oregon State. It's a team that I love. And they're of ranked. And they're good. And I'm like. For the
1: record, it's a team we both love.
0: Yes, yes. I'm yes, just yes. picking. No, yes, yes. Yeah, but I'm talking about my decision. So got um, it, got it. Got it. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon State. You know, why Perfect. not?
1: Perfect. Keep the train moving. And then lastly, on five wide, Notre Dame taking on USC, 730 kickoff on ABC. Uh, Tyler, you have the first pick. Who do you got?
0: Y'all. You think I moved out to a Big Ten town (laughs) to pick Notre Dame? Now now that the team in my now hometown is uh, relevant again? No.
1: I'm going with USC.
0: I'm going with USC. I do think Notre Dame has a chance of winning this game in regards to that Notre Dame's not bad but USC has been looking great. Uh I think you this thing. I think Utah is better than Notre Dame and Utah barely beat them at home. Yes. yes. So the USC at home going to win, going to cement their status as a real deal playoff team going into conference championship week where it's really where they're go- they're going to face a good team so they're going to get to prove it. Like yes. um I think USC is going to take this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I will be also taking USC. I think for me, it's more um, offensively. Which offense do you trust with the ball at the end of the game more? Notre Dame or USC's? And the answer is very clearly USC's. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. I trust Uh,
0: Caleb Williams and Bryce Young are the two quarterbacks in this country that when it's, when it's, they got ice water in their baits. They do.
1: They really do. Um, Okay. That brings us to uh, our two point. (laughs) Tyler I'm looking here at a bunch of there are tons of different rival games we did not even get to mention um NC State North Carolina because North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech I forgot to mention that in the non-five wide recap uh took a big hit on the brand but that's okay we persist um (laughs) it's basketball season
0: and they were all distracted
1: yeah Georgia Georgia Tech as a sacrificial lamb for the Bulldogs there South Carolina Clemson we have on here by the way, um, we didn't get to talk about it enough uh, when we did the
0: Tennessee. I will not. I'm not let letting that one game convince me that uh, Spencer Rattler's good
1: again. <laughs> no, no, that that was that was um, that was that was blood magic. I don't know yeah. how that happened, but that was that was not no. That wasn't um, real. No, um, it was not. Uh, we got Duke, Wake Forest. We got um, Utah, Colorado, LSU, A and M. Could Lord, A and M this season. Who, insane? So bad. Uh, Pitt, miami washington washington state the apple cup um all right i get first pick a lot of good games a lot of really good games i think i'm gonna go you know what i'm gonna go friday friday 3 30 eastern on abc i'm gonna go with the bounce back i'm gonna go north carolina to beat nc state um, this is a big rivalry game. I think Drake may bounces back. I think they kind of get some good momentum going into the ACC championship game, um, and I'm hoping they win. That would get them to 10 and two on the regular season, and I'm hoping they beat Clemson to get them to 11 and two, win the conference championship game, and then come down and play at the Orange Bowl down here. I think that that is also on the table. A fantastic season for USC is still. on the, I'm sorry for North Carolina. Um, is still on the board. Yeah, I'll take North Carolina to beat NC State. That is a 3:30 kickoff Friday on ABC um Tyler who do you got
0: all right so yeah, a lot of games um a lot of games I'm tempted to pick Clemson over South Carolina but that's just too big of a spread so that's not fair <laughs> um good one that we haven't mentioned is uh because it's pretty low profile Arkansas Missouri yes it's good because Ar- I mean I feel like Arkansas but Missouri has kind of won some weird games I don't think like Missouri but they're both kind of an equal level of meh like yeah. um However, I, I got to stick with – and there's also Kansas-Kansas State, um, which Kansas State needs to win this to get into, I believe, the the Big 12 uh, championship to play. Yes, correct. For, if they for, win, their, if they, the win, they play
1: – for the Purple game. Yeah, they win, they're in, um, and they play TCU if they win.
0: However, I'm going to go to a different Purple team because – I got it. It's Apple Cup time, baby. Um, it's it's Washington I it versus Washington you, State. Friend. Left it right uh, there for you, my spell. friend. Thank, you. I appreciate that. I got you. I'm going with you. the Huskies. The Huskies. Uh, I'm going with the Huskies to win. This actually game looks on the spread and everything like that looks like it's pretty even with the slight mm-hmm. edge towards Washington. But I also think Washington has largely dominated this rivalry. Although Washington State has won like once or twice in the last couple of years. Um, yes. Uh, I think maybe it was just Mike Leach couldn't win this game. That's, that's what probably, I think. That's probably what it was. <laughs> um, I mean, that was my logic in picking man, Ole Miss cast, over. Casting a great sense of doubt over my uh, my earlier <laughs>
1: your egg bowl
0: state pick. <laughs> uh, I'm going Washington over Washington State in the Apple
1: Cup. I love it. I respect it. I, I was tempted, Tyler, to to go with a different football for my two point. Uh, because uh, Friday, because Friday, the U.S. men's national team is playing England at one o'clock on at two o'clock. I'm sorry, on Fox, in a massive World Cup game. Um, implications for the naming rights of the sport. Um, implications for the naming rights of for the, the sport. next four yeah. years. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was tempted, but uh, as you know, I will be watching most of these. I will be watching. Saturday is going to be a busy. Th- this week is busy for me, um, but um, I think most importantly. Tyler, we, we should end by letting everyone know how thankful we are for them. For um, sure. Our beloved listeners, our family, our friends, everyone who uh, supports us. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big proponent of Thanksgiving having its own time to shine and not be um, over overshadowed by christmas and the and hanukkah and the and the more december holidays is what i should put it as Mm -hmm. um and this season this year hasn't been it hasn't been as bad it It really hasn't um and honestly i'd like to thank the world cup because i think a lot of the hype the energy has been devoted to the world cup rather than the oh my gosh it's christmas time because it's not christmas time yet um (laughs) i want to remind everyone i am not anti-christmas i am just pro thanksgiving uh again this is my favorite holiday of the year and i'm very thankful for you tyler for uh years and years of friendship past and years and years and a lifetime of friendship to come um no one else i'd rather be doing this with than you my friend so i'm very thankful Uh, and i
0: feel the same way i mean i'm I'm thankful that having moved in the last years like across the country started basically a new life and everything like that this is still such a consistent part of my life that anchors me to who all those good times and who i love and what i love to talk about you know like funny all like all my best friends out in out west like don't really follow football like mm-hmm. you know they're not they're aware of it you know right. and one, one of them actually went to lsu but um <laughs> um but they don't they're not in it as much but it's nice to be able to talk to this um and just to see you in your face and to talk to you about this because i i love talking about this i love this. this has been one of the best things we've done in the last six years um Woo. yeah um long boy yeah But Long boy, long boy. Excited for another season to come to an end. Same. Um, At least the regular season.
1: Yes. Um, But we're not done yet, Tyler. We're not done yet. We got rivalry week to recap next week. We have conference championship games to talk about. We have um, the finale of five wide and two point next week. um, All tied up. We'll have to see how this week's results impact that. Um, and we will be having our bowl extravaganza episode coming up. Um, this yeah. is a long one. We're at an hour and 19 right now. That one um, probably longer. The other one will probably be longer. <laughs> I want to let everyone know, um, where we will pick every single bowl game. Um, and we like to play our lovely game of Tyler. I'm going to tell you the sponsor of this game. What do you think that what company does? Do? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we have all of that to come up, um, in the next few weeks, Tyler, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, it's gonna be a
0: real hard. It's gonna be a really hard-fought hard battle against uh, England on Friday. Um, yes, it will. But I always feel the most patriotic out of anything in my life when we when the World Cup is on, or like, yeah, or the kind of the Olympics, but more the World Cup because the you know my relationship the World, the World with the Cup, U.S. national
1: men's national team. You know <laughs> the World that Cup is, me.
0: is what people actually care about. Um, yeah. Hey,
1: yeah. we didn't lose. We did not – I mean – We should have won. But We um, should have won. It felt – we it, dropped – rather than getting a point, I feel like we dropped two. But listen, we didn't lose. The odds are still in our favor. We can still beat Iran, get the four points there. Hopefully, we get a draw or well, – hopefully, we win on Friday. But if we get a draw, it still won't England's be the end of the world. Be tough.
0: England, you know, it's, it's England. They but,
1: looked good uh, in the first game. Um, I think it was more Iran looking bad, but they definitely looked good in the first game. Um, mm-hmm. But alas, we – um we are a football, an American football podcast. Um, and we will temporarily be uh, a, a football podcast, but that, that's for it's another time. soccer. Well, Tyler, <laughs> you know, I had to say it. Uh, um, but, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, we'll be back next week with all the things we discussed before. Um, all that being said, uh, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And we are not biased, Tyler, but go Gators. Go Gators. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And it's called soccer. It's called soccer.